Unleashing the rising billions. Disrupting tradition. Always be closing. Gaining exponential wisdom from street smart strategies. I dream the kind of dreams that other people said would not be possible. Free your mind. Nothing happens till something moves. I'm a big fan of going all in on your strengths. Create your blue ocean. Innovation and collaboration with competition. Do you want to sell sugar water for the rest of your life? Or do you want to come with me and change the world? Creating uncontested market space. I worry that people don't tap into their strengths. Wealth creation and a new economy entrepreneur. And there is a very thin dividing line between success and failure. Witnessing unprecedented technology. You can fail at what you don't want. So you might as well take a chance on doing what you love. Welcome to the Think Bold, Be Bold Show with Christopher Cumby and Alan Witch. This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. Hi, it's Christopher Cumby with Think Bold, Be Bold, and I'm here with Alan, which is in the house. What's going hey, on, my Hey, Mr. Christopher, having a good day. We just chatted. It's awesome. We're on uh, round two, round three. I forget what, what number it is. It doesn't really matter. We're having a great day. It's sunshiny oh. in both places. Uh, we're having fun. we got a great guest uh, with us today, so we're excited about that. How are you doing since last we chatted, Chris? Yeah, I'm doing really well. I've a slim uh, and nice. uh, focused uh, a little bit on the uh, shape in the body a little bit and getting ready nice. for the summer as most people do around this time. Excellent, but excellent. I'm having a great day for sure and I'm excited to um, speak to this young lady today because uh, it's a great story and it's one of you know, that we don't uh, – and, and, and this is the first for us, Alan, you know, when we get into the story and, and when you introduce. So I always like firsts uh, because it's, uh, it's a great time to learn. And to the audience, this is a great time to bring out your journal because there's aha moments that will come from just, you know, discussion. You know, maybe you're sitting there in a spot where our guest was uh, and, you know, that journey that she has taken to do what she's doing now. Mm-hmm. And uh, I can't wait to just chat about that, Alan. So why don't we just get right into it? It's going to be cool. I'm excited. You know, we've got a a, a medical director, plastic surgeon, um, who's who's had a really unique life timeline getting to the point that she's at now, but also the aha moments that she's learning from her patients that have the physical transformation but that are needing and looking for and may not know that they need the personal internal transformation to go with that. So it's going to be a, this is going to be a great talk, and I'm excited sure. about uh, kind of where we're going. So without further ado, Arena Shin, uh, welcome uh, to Think Bold Bebo. We're glad to have you on the show. Thank you so much, Christopher and Alan, and it's a pleasure for me to be here. I'm Rena Shin, general surgeon and cosmetic surgeon practicing in Colorado, and I am so thrilled to be with you guys. Well, we're we're glad to have you. you. We're glad to have I, you. I remember meeting you in San Diego and, yeah. um, you know, that cheery, uh, beautiful face and talking to me. And I'm like, yeah, we have yeah. to, like, connect for sure. I love Looking the story. Looking at the notes we wrote down on you when yeah, you were speaking. Is, it was awesome. That is so true. And um, <laughs> very humble at that. And, you know, obviously to do what you've done 
and and where you are now, we definitely want to get the backstory and you know how you became to you know do what you were doing and now where you're you know what you're doing now. So why don't we just start there, you know, Rena? And we're always going to hear something okay. we can pull out and mm-hmm. uh, and chat about for sure. But tell us your journey. Okay, so you know, I'll just give a brief story. I was born and raised in Korea. And I came to this country at age 17. But even before that, at age 12, I lost my father in a car accident. So I had to sort of step up to take care of my younger brothers while my mother was working to support us. And she worked hard and saved all her money and came to this country when um, uh, her sister, who's been living in this country for quite some time, invited her to come. So we all came. But unbeknownst to me, for over 10 years, she's been sending all her savings to America so that she has money to support us when we came. And then we found out, whoops, that money is completely gone by her brother-in-law who found out there's this cash is sitting around and decided oh, to wow. open a sandwich shop, of all things. Now, he was the wow. janitor. He had no business in sandwich shop, and so it was completely gone. So when we showed up, we only had $100 in our pocket, and that was it. So my mom wow. had to... Uh, turned right back and went back to Korea to make money to support us because there was no way she could do anything without uh, being able to speak the language. And so I became uh, head of household with the two younger brothers and grandmother in tow, working full-time and going to school. Uh, But I did manage to go to college. Uh, I went to Harvard uh, two years later on, did undergrad work, and then medical school and became a surgeon. This the typical uh, immigrant success story. But the life doesn't end there. You know, I was general surgeon, trauma surgeon, and the um, vascular surgeon, and also head of a, um, a chief of surgery at a state hospital. But in so you're 2000, you're a real underachiever. I know, I know. <laughs> wow. Right. Um, but you know, underachievers can be underdog at times too. Um, so in 2008, the hospital closed. Nobody expected it, it was 135 wow. year old hospital, uh, and I thought I'd retire from that position. But you know, I had to do something about it. I got laid off, so I had an option of going back to being a general surgeon or trauma surgeon. But I had my youngest son, who was one year old at the time, and I said, you know, that's simply not fair. He will never get to see me as a mother. So I decided to open this cosmetic surgery practice while I was still doing general surgery on a part-time. And the, the journey that I like to share with you is not just the, you know, the immigrant success story, but the, the, the transformation I had to go from being a general surgeon into the business owner. Because the doctors are really worst. And in any of your audiences who happen to be the doctors or the um, physicians or the, uh, in any healing field, we spend so much time getting into our head about the, all the content we have to learn. You know, we barely have time to learn the content. And in medical school, they never teach you how to operate your practice, right? That's yeah, just not no ever talked about. there's no background for doctors. No, At least they're right. cardiologists. There's no business background for them. Wow. wow. Exactly. <laughs> Sounds like an opportunity. It does. And then once you open it, and especially my frou-frou business of cosmetic surgery, oh, those people make so much money, and then... But nobody taught us how to run the place and, you know, how to hire the right people. I went through 58 employees over seven years. Wow. <laughs> right? Wow. 58 employees over seven years. Right, right. Wow. And the, I was so busy learning all the technical things. All right, how do I do this new procedure? So and how to do it? But I didn't realize that those were not really the key issues. 
that the most important thing I had to do was change what was in my head to mm-hmm. say, I'm a business person now, that I'm not a surgeon, I'm not a doctor, but I'm a business person because I own this. I cannot say, I'm busy, I'm a surgeon, I need to have my business manager manage this or somebody else to manage it. That's the, the kind of pitfall that a lot of doctors think, that I'm a doctor, I'm busy, someone else needs to do this for me. And you can understand, because we spend close to 80 hours plus in just doing the clinical work. But if you don't take charge of your business, you don't have a business. And that's what it was. I'm just bleeding right, left, everywhere, and taking other people take advantage of me, and yet still not understanding what it was I was doing. Because I was so exhausted at the end of the day doing so many things, and also having three kids and you know at home and being a mom and wife and all that kind of stuff. And it had to be that transformation. I teach people about self-image changes. I had to go through self-image changes myself for me to say, I'm still a surgeon. I still do that, but that's technical technician part of me. My original concept of who I was had to be changed into I'm a person who operates my practice, that I have a business. So once that internal self-image got clicked, that's when I was able to benefit from all the secondary technical things I was learning about the uh, how to do cosmetic surgery and all that. So, wow. wow. I like that. Wow. So I believe her name was Gal Gadot. Gadot? I believe it got it right. She was Wonder Woman, but they hired the wrong Wonder Woman. <laughs> yeah, you are amazing, and that is incredible, and I mean that genuinely. Yeah. You know, to have three kids, to run a business, to be, you know, a surgeon, and, and have all those things together, and not only that, you know, you have a wonderful smile. Like, I can't help but smile. You know, we're watching, you know, for those who can't see, obviously, listening into the show, you know, she's got a smile on her face, and I think that that says a lot about the character and the soul inside, and, you know, and, and able to handle all these things and these moving parts. So I commend you for one, you know, in learning this and you're right, it's the mindset and the fact that you've learned how to go through this and, and growth. Let me, let me uh, ask you this question. Do you believe that growth comes from being or going through pain? Absolutely. You know, <laughs> and yeah, it starts right? from the age zero, right? As a baby, sure. they're having a you know teething pain because they have to go through that growth of the teeth ma- uh, uh, formation. Yeah. They have to go through the growing pain of a bone growing. From the day one, we have a growing pain. But if we are not willing to go through that pain, we'll be staying as a nine-pounder, uh, you know, the infant for the rest of our life, right? Yeah. So it is just a price we have to pay for for growing. And I look at myself like a you know, 10 years ago, or especially six years ago, when I truly had the, like, complete aha moment. And a lot of times we have this previously established self-image, so it takes lots of cracking over that, too, for us to let go of and say, okay, I have to grow, I have to change for me to be able to adapt to it. Otherwise, if you stand there, I'm this, especially doctors or surgeons who are like, oh, I am this, and I'm a surgeon, this is why I spent all my life being a surgeon. You just don't get to be enjoying the next stage of life. And so, yes, I had to be experiencing it, talking about the money being uh, embezzled, like $200,000, and the, you know, wow. 58 employees there doing all sorts of things. And and I had to take all of that. I, I You know, in the end, yeah. like, was there any way I could have learned this easily? 
Right. Everybody has those questions, right? That's always the hindsight question. Could I have done this easier, you know, better, stronger, you know, faster, the Sea of Austin scenario, right? Mm-hmm. And But you did something that's really unique. Well, two things. One, you did a pivot. You understood where you had to do and you made a pivot. But you also, you're, you're a student mindset because you're a constant learner, right? People in medicine, you're, as your doctor, you're constantly learning, you're nurturing, you're gaining. But like you said, you had the blinders on and you didn't see necessarily the bigger picture was the economics behind what was fueling and what you were doing. So you had to step back, step off stage, if you will, a little bit, look back and say, okay, how do I then progress as a business owner in this? And then once you married those two, then harmony started to show up. Exactly. But until then, until then, it was kind of a cluster thing, right? There was a lot of stuff going on, and you had a pivot moment, which is, you know, it's honorable. I worked with a lot of physicians, both in my profession and in my uh, life, just in my life because of being a cardiac patient. So I've seen some of those, those aha moments, those pivots that you're talking about. But I've also seen uh, some physicians go down the road of, I can't, I can't get there from here. And they perpetually become dependent upon somebody else. They focus on what they know, but the whole business aspect, the growth, the opportunity, and eventually the additional benefit they can offer to their clients and their patients is never realized because they didn't do what you did. They didn't bridge those. So just from, from my humble background in designing hospitals and, and being a cardiac patient, I, I really want to commend you for doing that because you you traveled a, a road that, that most won't do. So just a salute to you for doing that. Congratulations. Absolutely. Well, thank yeah. you. And actually, that's what actually got me um, offering my services to my other physician friends, uh, surgeon friends and all that. Mm-hmm. I don't go around and knocking on their head and say that you need to learn things because from my own experience, unless I got beaten up enough to the pulp, I'm not going to realize that <laughs> Oh my gosh, I need a help, right? Sure. But the people sure. who realize that, you know, my uh, cosmetic surgeon friend, like uh, he's in his late 60s and cannot afford to retire and was uh, offering this retirement yeah. party for his nurse who worked under him and now is able to retire. And I say, Rena, what's wrong yeah. with this picture? My right. staff is retiring That's on the money sad. that I've been giving them, but I can't afford to uh, retire. Yeah, right. Right. And so people like that who finally say, like, something's got to change, this picture cannot continue, then I offer my experience and my help to them. Cause I love that. Truly, yeah, love they that. have to yeah. get that the internal one. Because I sure. was fighting. I mean, I truly, I was like, where do I have time to learn about business? I'm doing 80 hours plus of the clinical work, and I barely have a personal life left. Where do I find time to learn it? So I was fighting and fighting because my sure. concept was, I'm a surgeon. These are all periphery things. I don't have time for that. So I had to change, like, no, 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 no. You are a surgeon, mm-hmm. only this part, mm-hmm. but you took up on this burden of having your business. As mm-hmm. such, you have now obligations to your clients and your staff and government who wants to collect my taxes mm-hmm. and all that. So that is brand new responsibility. I cannot... Ignore that responsibility. If I didn't want to take that one, I should have stayed as an employee of somebody as I was before. So the moment I decided to open this one, I realized I have this responsibility. And as long as I am ignoring this responsibility or not taking up on it, Mm -hmm. I'm failing it. And I'm not really being fully responsible. So that's why I actually took a day off 
from my business practice. And mm-hmm. I mean, talking about that, there's lots of income loss if I take one sure. day off. Absolutely. You know? sure. I mean, I see sometimes the 10, 15 patients, and we're talking about lots of high-ticket items. So that was immediate income loss. But I realized if I don't take this time off to actually be on the business and learn about what is cash flow, mm-hmm. what is projection, mm-hmm. and what's return on investment, is this procedure making sense or should I buy that laser or not? Right. If I didn't right. do that, I couldn't go up to the seven-figure uh, uh, revenue that I was producing right. later on. And, you know, that's uh, not an easy feat because I'm in a small town, 140,000 people, average sure. income of 34 to 40,000. Right, and yeah. right. <laughs> so this is not Denver or metropolitan area where sure, people are so sure. used to the cosmetic purchases. So I had to really hone it down to the, the target people for me right. to have the kind of business I have. Wow. But in order to do that, I had to actually take a day off, deliberately hiccup, and to, it was to, to painful. Oh, it was painful because, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I didn't have income, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, and my business manager at that time was about to kill me. I'm yeah. like, well, what are you doing? You're sitting in the court. Because as far as they're concerned, I'm having fun in my computer, not seeing patients and not bringing the money. But I had to make that decision to do that because otherwise there's no business, and that's what most of my wow. doctor friends are doing. They don't have Great business. Lesson. Yeah, Great so you lesson. had to triage your business like you triage a patient. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. That fair to good, say? good analogy. Good analogy. And, you know, you had to work on the business. Right. And in order to do that, you had to take yourself out of the business. And a lot of times, as you mentioned, what we tend to do as entrepreneurs, because that's essentially what you're doing, is that you continue going down this path inside your business, inside your business, and you know, working on the things that need to produce revenue, and we all have to do that. But there is a time when you do have to uh, step back, and that's essentially what you did, and, and you had to implement um, you know, uh, working on it. How were you going to you know, design things that were going to be economically feasible for the time you needed to spend into it. And, and, and I commend you for that because there's a lot of times that don't, people don't even wake up to that. I mean, they just spin the wheel, spin the wheel, spin the wheel, spin the wheel. Sure. So to the audience, this is where I said at the beginning, get your book out because these are the aha moments. Listening to other people's stories, and you know, Rena has a very uh, awesome story to tell you the truth. I, I love where you started and, and all the things that you had to learn, and, and, and really, you had to go through that to become who you are today. And you know, designed a business that now you know profits and you know around you and allows you to you know be a mom, I'm sure as well. So tell us about that. You know, what uh, you you have three kids. You mentioned it, so I'm going to bring it up because mm-hmm. I have four, and Alan has two, and uh, kids are a big part of our lives of course and you know how do you uh, so what do you do for fun with them and and let's get a little personal now because we're <laughs> going to shift gears uh, I love the story and I love your perseverance I mean you're a, you're an epitome of someone who you know had the world falling in and then you know somewhere along the um, you know the ashes you 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 rose out and and you did some really incredible things so that's amazing but uh, talk to us about you know some fun stuff that you do yeah, I have three kids, and they're half German, half Korean. So they speak awesome. three languages, which is good. Wow. And that's the tricky part because, you know, English is the easiest part. So for them to actually see the value in learning, we have to really uh, trick them. You know, if you want to get cookies out of mommy, you got to talk to me in Korean. And if you want that from daddy, you got to talk to me in German, that kind of stuff. I love it. And then grandparents help them both sides because grandparents in Germany and one's in uh, L.A., but they're in the Korean <laughs> section. So if they want to get any goodie from Christmas, I'm 
Korean side? Gotta speak up in Korean. Well, my daughter managed to get a brand new car by sucking up to grandparents and say, my parents are not buying me a car. We have 15-year-old car. It's dangerous for your granddaughter. Would you like just to give me the <laughs> All in Korean. And so my parents it. were so impressed. Yes, yeah, so she got a brand new car like that. And What's then, your grandparents' it, name? Because I might have to investigate that avenue. And then you have to do it in Korean, you know? Well, I can, I'll figure that out. I'll figure that uh, out. I know, I, know two, I, I know a little bit of Korean. Well, just a very, very tiny bit. Gamsamdida. Oh, very good. Very good. Excellent. Uh-huh. Very so, good. I mean, that was my extent. Sorry, that's all mm. I have. Uh, but I so took care of the Korean Business Association in Toronto, and, you know, greeting and saying bye is, you know, obviously they appreciated it uh, very much. So I learned that very quickly, and uh, they were one of my greatest clients. Uh, so I had to uh, – I had the great privilege of being around your culture and people, and, um, and, and it is an amazing, uh, friendly, friendly people for sure. Great. Good to talk, Vigades. <laughs> They're good. Was, uh, yeah, because a bit of noise cracking. Okay, excellent. Yeah, you find that all the old cultures really appreciate people putting the effort to trying to speak or learn the culture. Yes. Yeah. Oh. oh, definitely. And I backpacked uh, quite a bit. And, you know, one of the things that was very important is, you know, obviously greeting and, and saying thank you and, and simple things like the simple things, because they really mm -hmm. appreciate the effort. And, um, you know, they give a lot of gratitude for that, for sure. And, and I and I found that every country was uh, was the same. Mm -hmm. um, so just, I, I guess, a word to the wise out there is make sure you are able to at least greet and uh, and at least say uh, thank you um, and um, and hello, right? So mm -hmm. I, I think those things are important. Um, so you keep yourself busy at work, that's for sure. And now you're actually mentoring, in a lot of ways, other people that want to transition and get a real good handle on their practice. And you've really uh, created your own niche, like your own niche, as they say in Canada. So I'll mm -hmm. talk to both audiences or all audiences around the world, niche, uh, niche, niche. Uh, I say niche, <laughs> they say niche, uh, but you are, you know, very focused on helping people that have gone through or are going through what you went through, and I love that, and that's how you're able to do more, and you're giving, you're giving your, a lot of yourself to be able to do that. Talk about that a little bit for an audience member out there that might fit uh, what, you know, you're able to do and how they can contact you, because I think that's really important as well. I think it was due to the that deep sense of loneliness and absolute frustration that I experienced that I like to really reach out to the people, especially people who are in the medical field or the healing field. Because, yes, yes, I heard about the content of uh, how you should uh, become a business person and then you should do A, B, C, D and all that. But... You know, people who are in the medicine, especially surgeons, we have two things against us. One is we think we are supposed to help other people and not us. <laughs> and those don't take True. care of our own needs. And number two is we know so much. You know, you can't tell me what. Prove me with your papers and whatever these things. I know it all. You know, that kind of attitude. So that's two really deadly combination for people to say, all right, I don't know this stuff. I need to learn to be humble, to say, I'm, a, I'm, I'm kindergartner here. Teach me, that kind of things. And there were times just I was so beat up. I was like, there was one time that I was on the ground. I couldn't get up. I just simply couldn't get up. I said all my training as the uh, uh, surgeon and going through the boot camp was 
bad, but this is worse. And here I can't complain to any people. There's no established track that I can go. And if I get up this awful steps, one, two, three, four, that I'll get over to the other side. No, I had to change. That's why I have to, um, I want to offer this. And like, there are three things I like to share with your audience. Sure. The first one was, you have to be absolutely brutally honest with yourself before any change comes. Because it's so easy for us to be delusional. Oh, I'm getting better. Oh, things are improving. Oh, my marketing thing's working out. All that kind of stuff. But if it's not true, I have to say, hell, <laughs> this doesn't work. I'm in trouble. I need to change. I have to be honest to myself, not other people. You know, we are so good at convincing other people and we can just sure. talk it up and all that. But to our deep, 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 I'm like, I'm so scared. Why am I scared? Because I don't know this. I'm not this. I haven't changed. So I have to be absolutely brutally uh, um, honest to myself, not to others. Right. And the second thing was, it's so easy to be in that fearful state, worries and fears and, oh, my gosh, am I going to make payroll tomorrow or when is it going to come and all that kind of stuff. There's like things up in your face that is so fear-provoking. Uh, and so it takes courage for me to take the step to say, okay, I'm not going to go back to the easy route of a falling back to that fearful thought. Mara's going to bring new money. I'm going to plan on doing this. I'm going to do this, A, B, C, D, E. Because my projection of the future, positive or negative, it doesn't matter. Future is going to happen no matter what. So why am I entertaining my time for the negative part? Positive part could come too. So all I can do is right now what I'm doing, all the mental energy that I was draining before by sucking into the fearful thought, I decided I'm not going to do it. But that takes courage to do that. Because it's so easy for us to be back into that fearful state. So every single day I have to take one courageous act of not falling into the fear. So nice. be brutally honest and take the courage of to just tell yourself, okay, I know it's so tempting and easy to feel fearful and worry about it, but I'm not going to do it. Single step at a time. And the third and the most important thing was forgiving myself. Because we're so good at criticizing everything, you know, criticizing others, blaming others, and criti <laughs> criticizing ourselves first, because mm -hmm. we are the worst self-critics. Yeah. And Absolutely. <laughs> again, it's a habit, and it's just something we just do it all the time. And I, there are so many things I realized I didn't forgive, and I had to do that. Every day I say, Rina, you're doing the best you can, so I forgive you. And once I was able to do that, I was able to feel gratitude. Because everybody talks about you have to be grateful and gratitude journal and all that. I tell you what, if you're not forgiving yourself, you can write gratitude in the journal till the cows come home. Right. That ain't gratitude because you cannot be grateful when you still have that like a piercing self-criticism that's going on. So that's that is three. fantastic. Like that. Honesty, courage, <laughs> and forgiveness. Great, right. great, right. great, great tripod for life right there. Mm -hmm. Well, again, yeah. you know, write that on your mirror and um, <laughs> use it. But but use a but use a dry erase, believe me. That's um, right. You don't want to write. <laughs> well, maybe 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 you do want to put that one in permanent marker. There you go. <laughs> uh, but you know that's a, that's a great. Thank you for sharing that for yeah. one and. 
you know, again, to reiterate, um, you know, be brutally honest with yourself. You know, have the courage to go do stuff, right? You have to have the courage to go and make some moves. It's like my favorite quote, nothing happens until something moves, Albert Einstein. I mean, it's it's physics, folks. Something has to have, a, you know, a, an action from a reaction or a reaction from an action. Uh, forgiving ourselves and you know I think that that is uh, one that you know I agree with you a hundred percent it's 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 a lot of times very hard to do and um, you know I've gone through my own personal journey as we all do and you know looking in the mirror uh, for one you can't lie to yourself you we all try mm -hmm. we all try we all you know fake it till we make it um, but the one person you cannot you know, lie to yourself is, is the, the, you know, the, the, the one looking back at you while you're looking in the mirror. And, um, you know, so I love that. Thank you so much for, for sharing that. And, and I think that that is a definite golden nugget. In fact, we will make sure that that's a golden nugget on the, nugget. Uh, on the show notes. Uh, folks, you can catch us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Automatic, and of course, we're going to feature Rena on C-Suite Radio, which is uh, really exciting. And uh, Rena, these shows go super fast. They uh, they always go fast, but we really appreciate taking some time out. And I love your story. I really liked getting to know you today. Um, you know, and spending some time to understand. You know, even looking at. Uh, you know, being a surgeon, uh, a, you know, a physician in one, you know, getting there and, and you know, it's a lot of work. And, and I think all people understand that because that's why not all people do it. it. It takes a lot of work and a lot of dedication. But there's also that perception that, you know, you're on top of the world and, you know, you make so much money and you don't have any problems and all those things. But listen, you shared some real world uh, things with us today. Real people, you're a real person. And um, I, I think that that, that that is definitely um, uh, an eye-opener for everybody out there to, you know, realize we're all people. We all have things going on. And, you know, for you to take what you've done and then transition and do all that, I think that, that it's admirable. And for one to be, um, you know, a mother along that, uh, we know what, you, you know you guys do and 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 and, and I can tell you that um, it's it's a strong person to do that you know that's why probably I'm a dad <laughs> yeah, I um, said to have babies there wouldn't really be any babies yeah right <laughs> I think that would be the case that, that is that is for sure Alan that's a good point but thank you Dr. Rena can I call you Dr. Rena sure if you want <laughs> Uh, you are fantastic. Uh, I really, really enjoyed this show and, and really love um, what you've been able to share with our, our audience. But, Alan, let's take her away on one last. Yeah, move. we've always got a Well, and, and I want to just kind of reiterate real, real quick what, what Chris said is that, you know, we honor you for the work that you've done to get to where you're at and uh, the people that you've helped. And uh, you're in a news part of your life now where you're expanding. You're, you found that slight edge in, in your business and in your life, and you're able to help an awful lot more people. And you're actually reaching out. That's part of that custodial, you know, desire to, to help and to serve. And you're going beyond what, uh, what your obligations are, and, and that's a very honorable place to be. So from, you know, a business person and from, you know, as a heart patient, uh, you know, I honor you for that, and and I know that Chris does too. And and with that said, we always like to leave the show 
with uh, you know a bold move, something you can leave the audience with that they can do today, that they can implement now. It could be something you've already talked about, but something that uh, that can have some profound impact in their life by doing something bold. It doesn't have to be huge. It just has to be a step. It has to be something they didn't do yesterday or didn't know about. So with that said, what would you like to leave the audience with? I mean, the concept is that we all have to change what's in our um, image, mm-hmm. self-image. But that can be difficult because it's such a long time that it has built up. But very first thing that anybody can do today is they can make a pledge of not to scare themselves. Okay? They, I am not going to scare myself today. Because, you know, you look at your bank balances as negative 30,000, right? Oh, my gosh, the world is coming apart and all that. But you're alive. You're breathing. Right. You're eating food. You have a place to stay. Nobody has died. You're just scaring yourself. So you make a pledge. I am not going to scare myself today. And you do that every single day. Because, you know, what are you going to do? Even if you scare yourself, whatever is going to happen tomorrow or next, you have no control over it. Sure. Right? It's going to happen like whatever that. happens. So just you pledge, I am not going to scare myself today. That nice. would be my like parting that. gift That's for easy. your audiences. Boom. Right. That's a great parting Boom. gift. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Dr. Rena, where do people um, connect with you? Where Where's find the best you? place? Yeah. Well, I mean, they can check me out on my website, like uh, com. I don't have any new um, – the I do have a, a place called the feedbackcontrolmastery.com, but it's in the uh, construction, so it's not really working. Sure. Sure. Anybody who wants to reach me, just give them my personal email, rena.shin at gmail.com. I'd be sure. happy to hear from it? your audiences there or you help them in any way I can. Well, we'll make sure it. we put that in the show notes, too, so that people have an access and have a place to go that they can go mm-hmm. to uh, reach out and uh, find you. So that's awesome. Thank you so much for being on the show. We honor you, you. And, and we're glad we met you. And, and uh, I you know, we see had you guys again experience. in September. I signed up for the next summit. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Coming, I'll see you again. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dr. Rena, uh, you have a great day. We appreciate everybody listening in today. And um, it wouldn't be a show without me saying, do something nice for someone today. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.